1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. Dw reward prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
4: Oh, it is the Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun. On a Monday and a huge Monday. Why is this so big? Well, obviously, Medal of Honor Monday is coming up an hour from now, but we're actually going to talk. It's going to be a very light show. We'll keep it light tonight. We're going to talk about the death of everything. (laughs) Just bear with me. I'll explain. We're actually going to talk about policing, that beating in Memphis, the cities, a dad in New Jersey that's On the hook for 75 grand. Trump, DeSantis, CRT, why hot people are going to have a hard time getting a job. Man, I'm in serious trouble. All that, what, Chris? All that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. But I do want to actually begin here. I want to begin because a lot of people were talking last week and over the weekend about Memphis. Tyree Nichols, I'm sure you've seen the video, or at least you've seen bits of it, or at least you read about it on the news, black dude gets detained by five black cops, five, six black cops, beaten to death, and it was ugly, it was an ugly video, I didn't really talk about it much last week, and I'm not going to talk specifically too much about that thing, but I am going to address Something that I think everybody, everyone everywhere needs to hear. This goes along the theme of the death of everything kind of thing we're going to do tonight. And yeah, I'm going to get to all the other stuff, but just hang with me for a minute. I want you to picture this, all right? I want you to picture me walking into the doctor's office. All right, this is going to come back to the story. But I'm walking into the doctor's office and let's say I'm too skinny. I'm too skinny, or I think I'm too skinny. And I walk in and I tell the doctor, hey, man, I think I'm too skinny. And the doctor looks at me and he says, oh, my goodness, Jesse, not only are you too skinny, you need to start gaining massive amounts of weight now. You're so unhealthy. If you don't start gaining massive amounts of weight now, you're in trouble. So I leave the doctor's office, and I immediately, I go right down to, I go down to Red Lobster, and I get the Admiral's Feast. And then when I'm leaving the Red Lobster, I go get a pie, because you know I love pie. I go get me a big old cherry pie, and I just sink my face into it. And then I draw a shot down with the milkshake. And that's how I live my life for a couple months, just this food, just calories, just taking it all in. Oh, my gosh, I'm too skinny. I got to get fat. I'm, di- I'm going to die. I'm too skinny. The doctor said I'm too skinny, except what if, What if this was the case? And this is very much the case for America. What if I actually wasn't too skinny at all? I was too fat. And I got it wrong. And the doctor got it wrong. And now I've spent two months, three months, four months shoveling pie and calories into my face. And I'm about to go into a diabetic shock. You see... This is what's happened in America and you longtime listeners of the show will know that I warned about this specific thing a long time ago and now it is here and it's going to get worse. What is that thing? Well, let's let's rewind a little bit. Race in this country in general is only allowed to be talked about in one way. That is white people are bad. Black people are saints. Any other suggestion of anything else is racist. You're part of the KKK. Anytime racist talked about, that's the only acceptable public narrative. And so this is what happened. George Floyd dies. You remember, George Floyd dies in Minneapolis. And immediately, race and policing and crime and everything... They all became part of the news cycle, except this was the problem. America walked into the doctor's office after George Floyd died, and the doctor told America, you're too skinny, you better start eating. Except America was too fat, and this is what I mean by that. There are always going to be terrible incidents between law enforcement officers and citizens. There just simply are. That's the way it goes. But setting that aside, we looked at what happened to George Floyd, and we decided the problem for the urban black community in America, the problem was America was racist. The problem was cops are racist. The problem was policing itself is racist. And the problem was there are too many white cops. We got to get some more black cops out there. And we decided, we decided as a nation on that narrative that those were the problems. Too many whiteies, cops themselves suck, law enforcement sucks, locking up criminals suck. So we should let all the criminals go free. Screw these white police officers, just hire black ones, and, and go and just let's just keep going down that road because we're too skinny. And so where are we now? Headline. Memphis police chief once fired from Atlanta PD over a botched probe into alleged sex crimes. Headline, Memphis cops charged with Tyree Nichols' murder were hired after the PD, the police department, relaxed job requirements. What have you heard me say about the NYPD over and over and over and over and over again as I was sounding this alarm immediately after George Floyd, St. George Floyd's death? What did I tell you? I told you to get out of New York, didn't I? I have told you to get out of the cities. And do you remember why I told you to get out of the cities? This is why. Because you have taken something, well, not you, but America itself has taken something that is not true. They have decided on their own that it is true, and they are acting on those untruths. They're acting on those lies. What's that hap- What's happening as a result of that? Well, we, got, we shouldn't even arrest criminals Well, they're turning them free now. How's that working? Well, it's too much whiteness. Get out of here, whitey. Okay, well, you got a lot of outstanding white cops. They're packing it up from the city, and they're heading to the burbs. They're going to go work someplace where they can be appreciated and not screamed at and not judged. And what else did I tell you? As the good cops were evaporating and you're turning criminals free, the good cops are leaving these cities. Retirement numbers are through the roof. They ended up getting so many retirement numbers in New York for the NYPD, they had to tell people they weren't allowed to retire on specific days. Sorry, Marty, you can't retire till next Wednesday. We're all booked in the retirements today. So what happened? Criminals go free. Bad cops get full, well, I should say the department itself gets full of bad cops and good cops leave. And where do you end up as a result of that? Well, I will tell you this. That video was ugly, man. I'm not recommending you watch it, but those cops put that guy in handcuffs and they passed him around like a hot potato and they beat him to death. And I watched it on video. Those are some ugly human beings in uniform right there. And the reason I have screamed at you over and over and over and over and over again to get out, get out of the cities is because there's no indication whatsoever that any of this is going to reverse. And there's every indication that it will continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Why? Because we still think we're too skinny we're still acting like, wow, it's whitey.
0: All the officers being black, it takes race off the table. Do you agree with that? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, I think that I understand what... Uh, the chief was saying, and I think she uh, really handled this situation in a very professional way. She moved swiftly. She ensured that those officers were removed from the department. She took all the necessary steps. Uh, but I think uh, race is still on the table. Uh, when a culture of policing historically has treated uh, those from different groups differently, uh, even when the individuals are from that same group that culture can still exist and we have to zero in on it being honest about it and making sure that
4: the problem is racism you know what get out of here whitey you're fired let's get more black cops in here well the, the, the black guys who want to join our force right now they actually don't have as highest scores on various things as the white cops I don't care get out whitey more black guys oh wow We hired a bunch of trash people who just beat someone to death. Uh, You know what? It's still racism. Less whitey. It goes down and down and down and down without end. Because here we are pre-diabetic ordering another milkshake as a nation. We chose the wrong direction and we've been sprinting in that direction ever since. When I tell you to get out of the city, I mean get out of the city. All right? Now, I'm not quite done with this yet because this is going to all tie into my death of everything here. Now, what is the race angle, though? Why go with that race angle so much? The answer is ugly. It's not complicated, but it is ugly. I'm talking the view ugly. We'll talk about that in a second. Now, let's also talk about this. Let's talk about the fact that my dog is spoiled horribly. He's spoiled by the wife. He's spoiled by the kids. He's certainly not spoiled by me, even though they claim he is, but he's a spoiled brat. And this is one of the worst ways they spoil him. My boys don't think I know this, but I know. You see, my boys will oftentimes sit at the kitchen counter to eat cereal, eggs, burgers, whatever they're eating. And I noticed that Fred, my my dog, seems to hang around them a lot while they're doing this and miraculously... They seem to, oh, whoopsie, I dropped more of my food on the ground. I guess Fred can clean that up. They they think I don't know that that's on purpose. I obviously know that's on purpose. The problem is Fred, surprise, surprise, has a sensitive stomach, and he throws up the french fries you just fed him. Thank you, Rough Greens, for at least stopping that. We put Rough Greens, a nutritional supplement, an incredible, all natural, by the way, a nutritional supplement on his food every morning. Fred doesn't puke anymore. Go to RoughGreens.com slash Jesse for a free bag right now. RoughGreens.com slash Jesse.
5: Feeling a little stocky. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly show. Did he just say tropical cocaine? Chris, did I hear that right? I I didn't hear that right, right? That was not the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys were wholesome people. I'm sure, okay, maybe they weren't. Well, I thought they were when I was a kid, Chris. Anyway, <laughs> it's the Jesse Kelly Show, and you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I have to get to this wedding thing here in a second. Look, I just, it's a side tangent. I'm going to get to the Trump stuff and the, the, the South Carolina and the CRT and everything else. I just have to get to this New Jersey dad here in a second, but a couple more things on this. Why so much race talk? Every single time there's one of these incidents, the focus is on race, and the right seems to get confused because this is what the right does. You've seen how many of these people hold up the picture of the five black cops and they'll say, ha, nope, not racism, look, cops were black. And then they're dumbfounded when the left... Does this stuff I got a
2: message today for some white people If we have white people Listening, paying attention I wouldn't mind if you would do this with me We rub our chests We find our heartbeat And we say we did this We did this White supremacy did this
4: (laughs) Okay, alright, alright So that's psychopath, okay And here's what the right's response to that is
2: What? They're all black.
4: This doesn't have anything to do. What? Well, once again, the right is missing it. You have to understand what you're up against and why they do what they do. You'll never be able to take these people on. It's not about race in America. Race in America, this is what it has become. A long time ago, Communists were trying to infiltrate the country. They could not get a toehold in this country because they were trying to appeal to workers and stuff like that, workers of the world. But our workers had it great here. They weren't aggrieved. So communists, as they do in every country where they try to take hold, they dumped the workers and they went to go look for the people who were aggrieved, whether legitimately or not. And black people, for the longest time, had very legitimate grievances about how they were treated in this country. And so the Soviet Union, this is all documented stuff, infiltrated the civil rights movement and filled it up with communists. But to what end? Was it to help black people? Was, uh, was uh, Khrushchev sitting over there in the Soviet Union thinking, oh, those poor black Americans, oppressed. I just want equality for all of them. No. It was then the same as it is now. It is simply a tool so they can burn down America. That's what the Soviet Union wanted. It's what the communists then wanted. It's what the communists today want. So when five black guys beat another black guy to death, it becomes about white supremacy. And you're looking around totally confused. I don't understand. I don't understand it's not about white supremacy. It's not about white people. It's not about black people. It's not about Asians or Jews or Muslims or Christians or anybody else. It's simply about burning down America. And race has been an effective tool to help them do that. That's why you get headlines like this from CNN. The police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they might still have been driven by racism. And you, you read headlines like that and you roll your eyes and you scoff. But what what does that mean? What does it really mean? What it really means is this. Until we burn down all of America, we can never solve that racism problem. So that's why we push so hard every single minute of every single day. Because you have to remember, at all times, keep this in mind. Communism is not about governments taking over industries or, or the workers or anything else. It never was it's never been about that at all. Communism always takes a different form wherever it finds a home. Why? Because communism is simply the search for society's malcontents. You find the malcontents of any society and then as if there are cracks in a rock, you fill it up with water and you freeze it to break that society apart. Communism is the means of To break up a nation. You can break up a nation from within if you find the malcontents from within. Use their malcontentment to destroy the nation you hate. People get so confused on our side actually thinking it's about race or black or white or or that's nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with burning America to ash and race is simply one of the most important tools they use for it. That's why you see what you see. Who wrote this? Van Jones wrote this stupid article for CNN. It's still about race. Listen, Van Jones is an intelligent human being. Van Jones knows it's not about race. He knows five black cops beating up some guy and another black guy in Memphis means it's not about race at all. Van Jones knows that, but he can't come out and say what he wants. Because that would sound and look terrible, right? He can't come out and say, well, I don't want there to be cops at all because I want criminals to run free and burn down America. That wouldn't have much of an audience. But you know what does? Oh, man, we are so oppressed. We shall overcome. That always sells here in America. That's why they sell it that way. All right? All right, we're moving off that. I have to get to this New Jersey story. Let's get to this email real quick first. Dear Jesse. We have all become accustomed to, to humoring you about your imaginary friend, Chris. <laughs> Seriously, Jesse, it is obvious from the quality of the show that you were running your own board. However, when your new friend, Michael, showed up, I guess we all just went with it. Recently, I found myself wondering if Michael is your imaginary friend or is he Chris's friend. In other words, is Michael the imaginary friend of your imaginary friend? By the way how do you handle airfare and hotel bookings for your imaginary friends on your upcoming Holy land trip? <laughs> One, I'm not booking Michael or Chris's airfare or hotels or anything else for the Jesse Kelly show trip to the Holy land. because Christian expedition is handling all that for me. They'll handle all your stuff too, by the way, if you want to go to the Holy land with us in July, the whole Jesse Kelly show family's going, Chris, Michael, I think there's going to be, shoot, man, I think there's going to be more than 100 people now. They had to expand new spots. By the way, the spots are almost gone. This will be, I won't be talking about this very much longer because once it sells out, that would be kind of rude. But if you want to go to the Holy Land with us for 10 days, you can. ChristianExpedition.com slash Jesse is where you sign up, all right? ChristianExpedition.com slash
0: Jesse. We'll be back.
5: That's 25% off at lifelock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the
4: guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
0: Energy.com for the prospectus and more information.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday, and we're only a half hour away from Medal of Honor Monday, which is always a rip-roaring good time here. Trump's been out there on the campaign trail now, sounding pretty good. The too. Marxism being preached in our schools is also
3: totally hostile to Judeo-Christian teachings, and in many ways, it's resembling an established new religion. Can't let that happen. As the saying goes, person-
4: This guy sounds like Jesse Kelly. I bet he listens to the Jesse Kelly
3: show. Personnel is policy. And at the end of the day, if we have pink-haired communists teaching our kids, we have a major problem. When I'm president, we will put parents back in charge and give them the final say.
4: And? I like it. I dig it. All right, all right, all right. All right. Now we're going to set all that stuff aside for just a moment. And I'm going to get to this uh mandatory CRT training for all New York City employees in a moment. It's it's going along my theme of the death of all things. It's a real light light and fluffy show tonight. But I've got to do something here. Because the headline is this. New Jersey dad suing to recoup $76,000 for a wedding photo- uh, photographer for their daughter's lavish day. Now, I'm actually not going to name the names. You can go look them up if you want. And I realize every culture has different traditions when it comes to weddings. But I just have to get something off my chest here. And I realize it's totally off, off topic. But I can do that. I can do whatever I want, Chris. Anyway, American wedding culture is horribly, horribly broken and I despise it with every fiber of my being. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean. America, obviously, used to be a lot different in the older days. And when I say a lot different, this is kind of what I mean. I have been everywhere. I mean, gosh, all over the country. I've been to different countries in the world. And you probably have done a bit of that yourself, right? You've been to other states. Everyone but Chris has. You've bounced around a little. Maybe you've been to Mexico, Europe. Who knows? Maybe you're feeding the starving kids in Africa. I don't know. But you've been around. But before planes and all that, the norm for human beings, especially here in America, the norm was where you're born, you kind of stay. You're going to be in that town where your parents had you. you're going to go to school in that town. You're going to get a job in that town. You're going to find a woman or a man in that town. You're going to get married in that town. And because that was the tradition, and I realize that was not everyone's experience, because that was the tradition, American tradition is now this. It is, hey, I need to invite. I'm getting married. Super exciting day. I need to invite all my friends and all my family members to come watch me get married. But here's the thing. That made a ton of sense. A ton of sense. When you all live in the same town, they would handle it always in a church. It would be a Sunday wedding. You'd have you'd go to church on Sunday. After church on Sunday, you would go up and you would get married and the whole town would know this celebration was coming, so everyone would plan a dish or something like that. And now all friends and family who were in town and going to church with you anyway, they get to watch you get married, and then they get to eat a feast with you, and then you get to ride off and have your honeymoon down by the creek somewhere or whatever you honeymoon back then. But that has somehow translated into what it is today, and that is every person I know, family and friend, should shell out five grand to fly across the country and watch me get married. And that has, in turn, turned into this bizarre thing that not everybody, not by a long shot, but this bizarre thing that families do. I can't even just blame women. It's women, it's men, it's fathers, it's mothers, where they take this day and they make way too much of the day and they spend way too much on the day. And the thing is, life's all about expectations, is it not? It's really about managing expectations. You know, when I get off work tonight, when I go home from the studio, I know that the wife has been running around with kids practices and things like that. So I'm probably going to walk in and it's going to be a fairly straightforward simple dinner when I get home that'll be waiting there for me. It'll be uh, spaghetti, meatballs or something like that. Mac and cheese, whatever. Something basic, something basic. That's my expectation. Because that's my expectation when I get home and I walk in and I smell the heavenly aromas of spaghetti, I'm going to feel good and my mouth is going to water and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make my white trash garlic bread, bread out of hamburger buns and I'm going to shovel it all in my mouth and it's going to be delicious. But, if my expectation was When I get off work tonight, I am expecting a seven course meal when I get home. There better be a a ribeye there with a bunch of different scratch made sides. I better get some scratch made dessert out of this homemade ice cream to go on your homemade cobbler. And those are my expectations. And then I walk in the door and it's spaghetti. Now I'm upset. Now I'm thinking I got cheated. The same thing applies to your wedding. If you have a simple, normal wedding in your church, a nice reception somewhere, and you don't spend a fortune on it, I think you'll probably enjoy yourself more than if you're spending $100,000 to get married. Because when you start shelling out money like that, here's the thing, the day has to be perfect because you spent money for perfect and nothing's perfect except for Journalist Jesse. It's Journalist Jesse. I'm just kidding. I just couldn't resist playing that right now. No, th- th- that's all I'm going to say. May I just encourage all of America now to consider the cost of everything when you're getting married, and maybe, if you want all the family and friends are there, maybe do this. Maybe a destination wedding. Maybe we all don't want to go to Long Island to watch you get married. Maybe... We could all meet in Vegas for a couple days. Watch you get married. I'll lose a couple bucks at the blackjack table. Maybe look a lake house somewhere. Let's all go out on a boat, a pontoon boat. We'll get a keg of Keystone Light or something like that. What, Chris? And we'll have a blast. Now, I will say this. Now that I'm looking at Chris, I will say Jewish weddings are better. They are better. Look, Jews have got the whole wedding tradition figured out. Have you ever seen somebody having a bad time at a Jewish wedding? They got them on the chairs, and they're bouncing up and down, and they're dancing, and they're not eating cheese, which is weird. But anyway, the wedding itself... You don't say you can have cheese, Chris. Chris you can't have cheese with meat, so you can't have cheese in its highest form. Cheese in its highest form is served with meat. So yeah, you can have cheese. You can sit there and eat a block of cheese like some goober, but you can not you can't have it with meat. Anyway, we're moving on. Let's get to... The death of everything. The death of everything. This will be fun. Going to talk about CRT, CRT training, medical school, the medical industry, and so much more. Before we get to that, let me get to this. I have a little suggestion for the medical industry. Because I have this email I'm going to read you from a nurse. It's really bad. And it talks about the lack of care patients are receiving now. Short on staff. The staff they do have sucks. is really, really bad. I have my own suggestions for medical care, many of them. One of my most basic ones is this. Let's get some Giza Dream Sheets in every single hospital bed. You see, yes, you're sitting there and your nurse sucks or she quit already and you haven't been able to wipe your butt or take a shower in a week and all that stuff is miserable, right? Plus, you have whatever ailment brought you there. But you know what makes it better Giza dream sheets because they last what Chris, they last and they're super soft and they're just all around wonderful. Plus you'll know as you lay there in your own poop that you are in the best sheets on earth and you're supporting a company that shares your values. And there's a real comfort in that. My pillow Giza dream sheets in every hospital in America. This is my new mission, especially right now when you can get them as low as 29.98, they're on sale. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Specials, use the promo code JESSE, go get yourself a couple pairs of Giza Dream Sheets. And I'm not telling you what to do. This is up to you. If you want to get an extra set for the local hospital, maybe drop it off and say, hey, I know your nurses aren't picking up poop anymore, but here's some Giza Dream Sheets to make sleep better. That's on you. MyPillow.com, Radio Listener Specials, promo code JESSE. Or maybe you're on the road, just call them, they're obviously wonderful to work with. 800 845 0544. All
5: right, the death of everything
4: in Middle of Honor Monday. Hang on,
5: this is the Jesse Kelly Show
0: 1.4 million. I'm watching me a 1.4 million 1.4 mile stretch with (laughs) tight curves so the trains kept the (laughs) slowdown
4: did you see the one you see the one where Joe was at this event and he was looking for this congressman there the congressman his first name is Don but that's not who Joe was calling for where's
0: Doug (laughs) congressman he's around here somewhere oh there you are Doug, thanks for the passport into town. <laughs> Doug and I have something in common. Doug, I think you might have been with Doug knows. It. Look, here's the deal.
4: <laughs> the, best, the best is that he just kept going. Oh, gosh, it made me laugh. Stop. Grow up. All right. It's Medal of Honor Monday here. We're going to get to that in about 10 minutes from now. You have to get to a little bit more death of everything, right? And, like, I opened up the show, and we were talking about the how things are going to get worse in the cities. Because we intentionally, obviously, the communists did that, but we misdiagnosed ourselves. The problem is that too many criminals are locked up. There's too many white cops. There's too many this. And because we misdiagnosed ourselves, we've spent all this time trying to solve a problem that's not really a problem. So the real problems are getting worse. But the problem is this affects so much more. We're not just talking about big city cops and criminals and safety and things like that. This is the entirety of our society now. And I'm going to explain. Do you remember? uh, We played it for you on the show, I think, although the audio may have been too bad, so we didn't. So in case you missed it or in case we didn't play it at all, and I'm lying, (laughs) that could easily be true. In case either of those things is true, there was a pilot. The pilot was being interviewed, and he was being interviewed about that big World Economic Forum meeting in Davos recently. So all these rich elites get together and he's being, he's getting asked about a couple of different things about it. But what he told the interviewer was all these guys who are flying in there, all these elites, all these millionaires and billionaires and whatnot. You have it already, Chris? No, go ahead and play it. Listen to what he says.
3: The U S freedom flyers, Josh Yoda, he's the head president of the U S freedom flyers. He said they're getting calls now from wealthy businessmen and companies to fly their executives around on business jets with unvaccinated crew. Now they get the luxury of being able to choose because there are still a
4: large why unvaccinated crew? Because guys who have money and access don't want to fly on a private jet with a pilot who might stroke out. That's why. That's the truth. It goes to the death of everything. Have you have you considered this before I even get into the medicine and whatnot? Have you considered how many pilots out there now are at a severe risk of a heart attack or a stroke when you sit down on the plane? Look, if you're already a nervous flyer, I know I just ruined it for you, but have you considered it? I'm not a nervous flyer. I don't get air sick or seasick or car sick or I just I don't, I'm just not built that way. I just don't get nervous about that stuff. I'll tell you, it's on my mind now when I get on there. I get on there, I look in that cockpit, and I think, well, man, that's gonna suck if he goes down, isn't it? And What that is, what that is, is the slow death of everything. The slow rot of everything. More than just the rot of cities and rot of polices. uh, polices. The rot of cities and rot of police and rot of just all these things. The rot of airline safety. The rot of medicine. Jesse, I'm a nurse 26 years in a very blue state, New York, and I've never seen a medical system so bad. Not only no nurses, no ancillary staff. I had a patient two weeks in the hospital, hadn't had a bath or a shower. The reason why people running the states and the hospitals don't care is because they or their family members will never sit in an ambulance waiting five hours for care. They will be admitted as VIP and everyone will cater to them. Says her name is Christine. You have to understand, this is happening In every single industry, the intentional destruction of every single industry, the death of everything, because we're all focused on all the wrong things. And because we're focused on all the wrong things and prioritizing all the wrong things, we are getting worse and worse and worse in every single industry. I mean, I'm going to ask you something. I want you to I want you to imagine something for me right now. I want you to picture in your mind the person you love the most right now. Maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your son, daughter, maybe it's mom, dad, best friend, cousin. I don't I don't care who it is. Who popped into your head, the person uh, the person you love the most, all right? And I want you to picture this right now. I want you to picture that person crossing the street in New York City. Cabby's driving too fast. I know that's shocking. Wasn't looking. Boom. Your person gets hit, wiped out, smashes their head, cracks their skull open on the pavement, knocked out cold, rushed to the hospital, needing emergency medical care or that person you love the most is never walking in the door again. Now, I want you to imagine this as that person is surrounded by doctors and nurses in the hospital and you're sitting there desperate to have the person you love the most. I want you to imagine that all those doctors and nurses just spent the day doing critical race theory training instead of learning how to patch up a massive head wound. Now do you understand the real costs? Brings it home, doesn't it? Headline, mandatory CRT training for all New York City employees pushes equity lens and safe spaces. This is coming for your pilots, for your nurses. For your police. I should forget that. That's actually not true. It's not coming. It's here. Your cops, your firemen, your soldiers, your nurses, your they're all doing this. They're all being pushed pushed in this direction now. Totally wrong. Totally insane. And the death of everything. Opinion. Medical schools bail on academic merit in intellectual rigor. The U.S. news rankings undermine the school's commitment to anti-racism and outreach to diverse communities. That doctor who's standing over your wife as you're standing out there in the waiting room hoping he comes in to say, I saved her. That doctor didn't spend every minute of every day figuring out how to patch up her head wound. He was too worried about diversity. Do we have enough gay people in here? Sleep tight, huh? The death of everything. All right, it's time for Medal of Honor Monday. It's time for you to train with your weapon too. Stop being, stop being lazy. And I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at myself. All right, I'm yelling at myself as I yell at you. We have to train. And I'll be frank with you. I love guns. You know this. I enjoy them a lot. But they are not a passion of mine. Meaning when I knock off work, I actually don't drive home and think, man, I'm excited to get to the range. Training? It's a chore for me much of the time. It is. Which is why the Mantis X has been such a godsend for me. Because I can't really talk myself out of it anymore. I don't have to drive to the range. I don't have to spend any money on ammunition. I don't have to fire a shot. I attach Mantis X to my weapon and I dry fire practice in the comfort of my home. I don't have any excuses. And it doesn't have to be an hour long commitment. 15 minutes. 20 minutes. In my living room. Go get yours and practice today. Make sure you're trained and ready, all right? MantisX.com. MantisX.com. Medal of Honor Monday. Next.